Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Alright, good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, happy Monday, what I read here this morning, Motivational Monday, whatever you want to call it, this is the beginning of the new week, you know, and God is in control, you know, God is in control. Let us start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this morning, Father, and I just thank you for your presence, Father. I pray that you will just be with everyone, Father God, that is watching and listening, oh Lord God, that you would just touch their hearts. Let it be you and not us, Father God. I thank you in advance for what you're doing. And I thank you for the victory that we already have in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Pastor Jason will be reading this morning for me. All right. Good morning. Exodus 40. And I am reading from the New King James Version. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put it in the ark of the testimony and partition off the ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are to be set in order on it. And you shall bring in the lampstand and lighted lamps. You shall also set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony and put up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall set the laver between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water in it. You shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen at the court gate. And you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it. And you shall hollow it and all its utensils and it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar. The altar shall be most holy. And you shall anoint the laver as base and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tabernacle of meeting and wash them with water. You shall put the holy garments on Aaron and anoint him and consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And you shall bring his sons and clothe them with tunics. You shall anoint them as you anointed their father, that they may minister to me as priests. For their anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Thus Moses did, according to all the Lord had commanded him, so he did. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened the sockets, set up his boards, put in his bars, and raised up its altars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it in the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung up the veil on the, on, of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tabernacle of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the veil. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lampstand in the tabernacle of meeting across from the table on the south side of the, of the tabernacle. And he lit the lamps before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the gold altar in the tabernacle of meeting in front of the veil. And he burned sweet incense on it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He hung up the screen at the door of the tabernacle, and he put the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered upon it 
the burnt offering and the grain offering as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the labor between the tabernacle meeting and the altar. He put water there for washing. And Moses, Aaron, and his sons would wash their hands and their feet with water from it. Whenever they went into the tabernacle of meeting, and when they came near the altar, they washed as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covering the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Amen. 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 All right. I stretch if you need to. Well, you know, this is this is the conclusion of the book of Exodus, you know, and in, and in this conclusion, uh, you know, it first starts off, you know, that on verse two, it says on the first day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle. So it came to point, it came to pass that everything was ready, that they all the work that they have been doing from the previous chapters to now. All the work that, 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 that they were doing, uh, all the, the, the yarn that they were putting together, the materials that they were fasting together, all the wood carving that was taking place, all the metal, metal work that was taking place, all the gold plating that was taking place, you know, all that stuff, you know, it came all together. And now God said, set it up, put it together. Come on, let's put it together. You know, so all the all the work was done. So now, but pretty much at, at this time, it was a year since they exited Egypt at this time. You know, and this is a very important uh, uh, part because, you know, I, I look at that. I say, OK, they left Egypt, you know, and they did some traveling. Meanwhile, the Lord gave them the word that they, that they should put all these materials together in the previous chapters, you know, and, and it is a timeline here. There's a timeline here, and, and that I came across. Uh, it, say, it says in Numbers 33 3, it says, They departed from Ramses in the first month, on the fifth day of the first month. On that day, after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with boldness in the sight of the Egyptians. So it tells you when they were leaving. It says in the first month, you know. At the, at the fifth year. So the first month is basically the beginning of the, of the year, you know, uh, and then also, you know, and then on the, on the third month, they arrive at Sinai, you know, which, which is found in Exodus 19, one, it says that in the third month, after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, the same day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. So here they come now, now it's, it's on the third month. So it's pretty much three months later, they arrive at the Mount Sinai. So in now, while in Mount Sinai, a lot of stuff was going to be taking place. A lot of things was going to be taking place here. And, and, he, and he goes into, into Exodus 40 and, you know, in verse two, which I'm reading today, it says, now set it up, set it up. So it took nine months since, since they got the word to start collecting the offering, to start collecting materials, to start collecting all this stuff. And, and from and from Exodus uh, 25 and to here, which is 15 chapters, God was giving all the instructions, all the, the uh, all that was required. So it took them nine months 
to put it all together to, to build the tabernacle, you know, nine months. And you think about it, you know, they had all these men, they had all these women, they all had talents, as we previously studied, and they were putting and the tabernacle, you know, together, piece by piece by piece. And now God says, okay, set it up, build it, build it, build it, you know, and, and that took me, and, and, and I was looking at that, you know, and in my studies, and it took me, you know, to Jesus, you know, a comparison to Jesus, because in, uh, in Luke 1 uh, and 2, it gives you the timeline of Jesus. And it says in Luke one uh, thirty one, it says, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and, and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So the, the, the tabernacle, you know, God gave them the, 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 the plans and everything. So that was conceived. That was the plan that God was giving them. And it says in Luke 2, 6, it said, and it was that while they were in Bethlehem, yeah, that was in Joseph and Mary, that the days were completed for her to deliver the Lord. So the days were completed. Again, right here in verse 40, uh, chapter 40 in verse 2, the first day of the month, you know, is a set it up because the time has been completed. In Luke 2.11, it says, for there is born to you on this day in the city of David a Savior. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. And look what it says in Luke 2, 13 and 14. It says, and suddenly there was with, the, with them an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. So they were praising God uh, for, for the Lord. In verse 14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So glory to God in the highest. So we see here, we see here that he's talking about the Lord. And it says in, in John uh, 1, 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we behold his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace, you know, and truth. So it's talking about Jesus, talking about the glory, and it's talking about his presence, his presence. But above all that, you know, I made a comparison to that because when I read now verses uh, in, in chapter 40, verses 34 and 35, it says that the cloud covered the tabernacle of meetings and the glory of God filled the tabernacle. The glory of God filled the tabernacle, you know, and it says in 35, and Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meetings because the cloud rested on it and the glory of God filled the tabernacle. The presence of God filled the tabernacle. And if we go you know, and we just read the glory of the God's only begotten son in John 1 14, the glory. So he's talking about glory. He's talking about God's presence, you know, so the glory filled the tabernacle and here, but the most important thing here is that I can, I can it's a comparison here between Jesus Christ and the tabernacle. The tabernacle was, was built so that we have can go to the, uh, to the priest and the priests have to do certain things. There were certain rituals. There were certain requirements. It says in verse 12 and 13, it says, then you shall bring Aaron and his sons, you know, and you shall 
and to the tabernacle, the door of the tabernacle of meetings, and you shall wash them. That they need to be washed. Moses, this is Moses' job, that he had to wash them. You shall put holy garments on Aaron and his and his anointed, and anoint him, and consecrate him for the work. So there was a process. Even the leaders here, the leader uh, uh, the, the priest, which which was Aaron, he had to go to and do certain things before he can come into the presence of God. So he was the man that was going to bring the offerings to God, but he had to go through certain requirements. So you, in other words, we cannot come to God any way we want to, because God is a holy God, and he wants us to be holy. That's what scripture says. So he says, so Aaron had to prepare himself. You know, his sons have to prepare themselves before they go into his presence, you know, to bring the sacrifices. And, and, and that alone, you know, it, it, that's all that's all that had to be done because of the law. That was the law. But Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. Jesus Christ took that place. And that's why there's a comparison that I'm making here between the nine months that it took to, to put that, uh, the, the tabernacle together, to get all those pieces together. You know, it, it, it took time. It, was a, it took effort. It took energy. You know, and if you look back, you know, and the, the previous chapters where it talks to bring bring all the, all, all the artists, all the, the people that, that are good, you know, with, with needing, we're, we're, we're putting materials together, you know, and they were putting materials together to build the tabernacle. And if we go to Psalms 139, David wrote this and he, and he says in uh, 139 verses 13, for you form my inner parts. And you cover me in my mother's womb. Again, the Lord working. And just like the previous chapters here, the, the, the people were working and getting the materials together. I will praise you for I am faithfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was in secret. You skillfully wrought the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes so my substance being yet formed in the book that was written, the days were fashioned for me when yet there was none. So we see here how, how David was talking about, about our Lord and, and how God put him together, just like he has put you and I together. And he says that the inward parts, you know, the tabernacle was put together. The tabernacle was formed. The tabernacle was knitted together. And there is a, com a comparison here. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, took the place of that tabernacle. And just like, you know, we, we have Aaron here, that he had to prepare himself before he even went in. We can go to Jesus Christ. And we can, when we go to him, he receives us. You know, because the law was given to Moses, yet grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Because we are no longer under the law, but now we can come to Jesus Christ. You know, and Moses was not able to enter, you know, when the cloud was down. Why? Because he represents the law. And the law, pretty much, the law, there was really nobody really could keep the law because it was so strict and all that. But yet, Jesus, we can go to Jesus, you know, and we can enter into his presence. And he is the one. 
He is the one that we go to. So it's it's beautiful to see how, how God, you know, yes, he made a way for man because man always wanted to have, you know, a king. Man always wanted to have uh, his own way. And he, and man didn't want to approach God. So he had Moses approach God for us. You know, man said, no, let him speak to you. So therefore, the priesthood had to be put together. You know, the tabernacle had to be put together. And all that was all man-made, all man-made. But yet, there was another plan, and that was through Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ came, he replaced all that. He replaced all that because now we can go directly to him directly to him because he speaks about that i just read here in luke he speaks about the glory you know in chapter two you know and the glory to god in the highest on earth peace to goodwill towards men you know and in john 1 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us so the word itself god himself you know became flesh and his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father you know full of grace and full of truth how wonderful it is that we don't have to go before man. How wonderful it is that we can go directly to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he receives us as we are, you know, because none of us are perfect. But when we come to him as we are and we surrender to him as we are, he receives us with open arms. Why? Because he paid that price upon the cross when he died and he made a way that we can go directly to him. So you see, as we, as we concluded uh, chapter 40, you know, uh, of, of, of Exodus, you know, and we see the plan of God, you know, the tabernacle and all the work that went into it, all the effort that went into it. And then we see Jesus and we see what he did for us, how he was put together you know, to become, uh, to become flesh and how he came, you know, and how he made a way where there was no way. Because, you know, before, like I said earlier, we have to go through certain rituals and we have to go through certain priests. Now we go directly to the father. So what better way for us, you know, like today that we can go directly to the father and we can say, Lord, I'm here and I need you. Lord, help me. You know, Jesus did it all for you and I. Jesus took the place of the tabernacle. And now Jesus dwells in us and through us. So that's why when we see, when we, when we come before the Lord and, the, and we are filled with God's presence, with the Holy Spirit, you know, and when someone looks at us, they should be able to see the resemblance of Christ. They should be able to see a likeness of Christ. Why? Because now we represent him. Because before Aaron had to be washed, before Aaron's sons had to be washed, before they even entered the, to the presence. Now today, today we can go before the Lord and we say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm here. And he receives us. We no longer go before man, but we go before God. We go before the Lord and he receives us. Ain't that a wonderful thing that we have? This relationship that, that we have with our Lord Jesus Christ, that he made a way. He made it easier for us.
you know, on, on Sunday, we were there, we were there in church in Cumberland County, and a certain individual came forward for prayer. And this guy was just broken. He was just broken. And he and 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 we lay hands on him and we pray, we pray for him and his situation. But we could see how he was being touched by the presence of God. Only Jesus, only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can take the heart of man and make it pliable. Only Jesus can take the burden that people have, you know, and allow them to come before him, you know, and he is there ready to meet their need. So we saw Jesus' love being manifested on Sunday when this individual came forward for prayer. And he was totally, totally crushed, totally, totally needed direction. And we did what we had to do to assist and help him. But isn't it wonderful that God has made a way for you? God has made a way for me. And God has given us his word to help us through it. His word to take us through it. And it's beautiful to see that now, now our names are written in, in the book of life. Now that when we receive Jesus Christ, that we have an inheritance at the, with our Lord Jesus Christ. We no longer have to go through men. We no longer have to go through the tabernacle. You know, we can go directly to Jesus because Jesus is our tabernacle. We go directly to him and he receives us and he helps us and he shows us the way. You know, this book, this book of, of Exodus has been a very strong and hard book because so much detail so much detail it went into putting this tabernacle together. So much effort, so much work it took men to put this thing together. And then Christ came and he did it all. He did it all for you and me that today, that today, you know, we can look at him, that today we can come to him and he receives us as we are. As we are, he receives us. And that is the most beautiful thing. You know, I, I enjoy Exodus to a certain degree. A lot, of, a lot of information was given here, you know, and, and, and how, to, how the, the tabernacle was to be built and all the requisites that God put down, you know. But the most important thing here is our Lord Jesus Christ, the presence of God. It says, it says in 34, once again, he says, and when the cloud cover the tabernacle of meetings. The glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meetings because the cloud rested upon it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The presence of God in 36. And whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel will go outward on their journeys. So the presence of God kept them. So when God's glory came down, that was an indication you've got to stay here and you got to dwell here. And when God's presence went up, you know, they knew that that was time for them to move. And it's wonderful that we have a God that directs us and that will show us the way. His presence, his presence makes all the difference the presence of the Lord. And when we have questions and when we, and we, and when we have burdens and we go before the Lord, the Lord will show you the way and the Lord will guide you because his presence will be manifested in your life. 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. His presence will let you know when to move and when not to move. And that's why Israel, at this particular point, they will wait into the cloud, ascend it up, and they knew, okay, it's time to move. And if God did not move, they did not move. And that's an important lesson for us. Don't move without the presence of God. Don't move without his presence. If you need, if you need direction, just seek, seek it from him and pray. And the Holy Spirit will give you peace and the direction. If you in your, in your, in your heart, you, you, you feel like an uneasiness that ah, I don't know what to do and I don't think I should do this. Well, that's a check right there because the Holy Spirit will lead you into all understanding and he will give you peace. He will give you peace and calmness and comfort. When is the right time to move? And when is the right time to do something? But if God's not speaking to you, if God's not showing you the way, then it's cautious time. Then you better wait on the Lord. You wait on the Lord because his presence makes all the difference. And here we see that in Israel, that when his presence we lifted up, they move. And if his presence stayed there, guess what? They stayed there. But ain't it wonderful that a lot of times when God's presence is there, we can remain there. We can remain in that presence of God. Sometimes when I'm in a service and I'm in church and, and they're, they're worshiping and they're praising God, his presence is so deep. His presence is so strong and we don't want to leave. And we don't want to leave. That's why I enjoy worship. I enjoy worship and praise, you know, and that we can come before the Lord and we can worship him. And sometimes nobody wants to go home. Everybody wants to stay within that presence of the Lord. Why? Because God is working, because God is touching, because God is revealing. And that's why we have to continue to seek the Lord. We have to continue to serve him and we got to continue to honor him with the gifts that he has given us. Yes, you know, we've been going through, uh, you know, some crisis lately, you know, a lot of things have been going on and, you know, and look at that, look at just out the window and you see the, the, the rain and you see the, the, the storm that has come through and you talk and you talk about Florida being hit and, you, and, and, and also the island of Puerto Rico was badly hit. You know, and, and all everybody having devastation, so much going on. That's why we need to draw closer to God. Scripture says, you draw close to me and I will draw close to you. And that's why we got to keep ourselves covered in prayer and keep our loved ones covered in prayer and trust in the Lord and lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He's got this. You know, things happen. Sometimes we don't understand why things happen. And sometimes things happen so quickly, you know. And, and this last week, you know, uh, at the, my, uh, my, my mom, my, my, my wife's mom, you know, passed away, you know. And, and it happened on Monday, you know. And, and it, you know, we were, we were anticipating she was 96 years old, you know. And, and she was dealing with a lot of health issues. You know, but we will all had the privilege of being there, you know, and, and, and being with her, you know, when she took her last breath and it was so peaceful. Why? Because the presence of God, 
the presence of God. The same presence that I'm talking about here, this cloud that comes down that you don't want to leave. And while we were there and we were talking and we were, make, we were, we were even making, uh, laughing about things that has happened in the past with my, with, with her, how she was, she, she was, she was, she was as a, a sergeant, you know, in the family, you know, she was a woman of God and always telling us what to do and how to do it and when to do it. You know, she was that old fashioned, old, old fashioned lady that was smacking the back of your head when you didn't do something right. Come on now. You know, I've been smacked many times in the back of my head. All those dents you see back here, that was because of a woman like her, godly woman that loved the Lord and wanted our best. But you know what? While she was there and she was breathing her last breath, we were there and we were giving her honor. We were remembering all the stuff that she did, all the stuff that she pulled. And I, and I believe that because she heard our voices and she heard our laughter and she heard, and she heard all the stuff that we were saying. And, and, and thinking about, I think that's when she said, I'm, I'm gone. It's time. And she went and, and, and we saw her last breath and, and she's with the Lord and glory be to God. So things happen, you know, things happen. But where God's presence is there, there is peace. There is joy in his presence that even in the midst of death is actually victory victory. It was a homecoming to her. I know that my family up in, in, in heaven were just, worship, were just worshiping and praising God and welcome her home, home. They welcome her home. Where, you know, so I know that absent, whatever God says, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So I know that at that moment when she left here, she was in glory, you know, and that's our, our, all of our desires, you know. So even though Tough things happen. Difficult things happen. We have to hold on to the Lord. And when we hold on to the Lord, his presence makes all the difference. His cloud makes all the difference. Like here in, in chapter 40, at the, end, at the end of the chapter, the cloud of the Lord, the presence of God is evident in our lives as we worship and as we praise him. So my brothers and sisters, whatever you're going through today, Trust in God. Lead not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. You know, victory is ours in Christ Jesus. Victory is yours today. Continue to trust in God. Continue to move forward in God. Continue to pray for one another. Continue to pray for our leaders and our pastors. Come on now. For our nation, for our country. Like I said earlier, for Puerto Rico, for Florida, for all these states that are getting hit hard with the weather. You know, there's a lot of crisis. I look around, I see yeah, my house is all wet outside and I see debris all over the place. But you know what? There are people that lost their homes. There are people that lost everything this last couple of days. We should be grateful for what we have and we should acknowledge that. And we should give God the praise and give God the glory and pray for one another. Pray for one another. Because the best is yet to come. Even in the midst of all this, the best is yet to come. Keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your focus on Him. Trust in Him and you shall see His hand working on your behalf. On your behalf. All right, my time is up. I went a little bit over this morning, so I got to go. I got to go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all my brothers and all my sisters, Father. I pray that you would just meet them where they're at. I pray that you would just meet them, Father. Touch their homes, touch their families, Father. 
Touch the marriages, Father God. Touch their children, touch their grandchildren, touch their great-grandchildren, Father. Because, Father God, as we serve you, Father, as for me and my house, as scripture says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Father, I pray that you will bless their homes, bless their families, Father. Bless their extended family, O Lord. Meet their needs according to your riches and glory, Father. Touch their hearts, Father. If anyone is dealing with sickness, Father, we come against that in the name of Jesus, Father. And we pray, O Lord, for healing and restoration, Father, and deliverance, Father God. I thank you for what you're going to do, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do, Father. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful week, my brothers and sisters. Keep your focus, keep your focus, keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Get excited about it. Be expecting. Have a good week. God bless.